the number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. Good afternoon, guys, and welcome from a sunny Costa Rica. I'm up here in Guanacaste at the moment. Uh, today, we're going to be talking with Jorge Suarez, hydrologist excuse me, and owner of GeoHydroGeo, uh, which is a, basically a company that does water and environmental studies and permits here in Costa Rica. We've worked with Jorge on quite a few deals, um, but and we've recently just had a, a bit of a change with artisanal wells here. So uh, and it's actually good for anyone looking to build a home here. Uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel where you don't have like, you know, municipal water, basically. So we're going to be getting a bit of an update from him on that. Uh, and also uh, just kind of a bit of an overview on water, uh, different types of uh, ways that you can get water here. And also where he would personally invest his money in Costa Rica as well. Quite a few of you guys have been reaching out to us, been giving us reviews uh, and kind of passing the pod, as we like to say. So I just want to say thank you very much to everyone for that. If anybody needs any help here in Costa Rica, um, buying anything, developing anything, looking to do hotels, vacation rentals, uh, or just buying a property here and just want to clearly understand what the financial model could be behind that, we're more than happy to help. Uh, you can, I say, as I said, I've got 15 minutes for everyone. So you can email me info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Let's get straight into the podcast, guys. Good afternoon, Jorge. How are you doing? Hey, hello. Good afternoon. Thank you very much. No, very no. Thank you, very, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. I'm actually here in Guanacaste at the moment. So I'm on the road at the moment, as many of the uh, people know. I'm actually helping quite a few clients out that listen to the podcast at the moment. So uh, I'm up here in, mm -hmm. in Plaza del Coco, but was in Grande this morning. So kind of all over the place. But um, I mean, I wanted to start off here um, and get an update from you of what you're seeing generally in the market. I mean, is your, you know, because the world is seeing some economic issues, we're seeing inflation, you know, a bit of an economic downturn. But are you seeing that impacting your work? Is your work reducing it all? Or are you getting more work? Uh, no, actually, it's the, the opposite. In Costa Rica, I think investment is growing up. Um, so foreign investment is growing mostly on the coastlines and on the mountains. Even in San Jose, our business has been growing. I've been getting calls from all over Costa Rica to go and check on the wells, check on the rivers, check on the properties. And uh, yep. it's just still growing and growing. I don't know. Hasn't it stopped here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think, you know, I, I mean, it's interesting because a lot of people are like, you know, I mean, is that going to mean a slowdown for Costa Rica? I mean, I think the answer is nobody knows. Um, but I think a lot of people are looking to make a divestment out of their home countries into a safe, you know, um, liberal climate that has great weather where we have food all year round. I call it kind of like a get out of jail free card, a bug out plan, you know, because Costa Rica is a great destination for that, where the government really yeah. doesn't get involved in, you know, your day to day. But anyway, let's jump straight into the main topic here, Jorge, if you don't mind, which is like in the Gazeta mm. in October, it came out that, you know, artisanal wells you know, the process for getting an artisanal well on a property, that means a, a hand dug well um, in order to basically get kind of permits to, to, to build a home. And we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later on, that the process had changed. But I mean, could you maybe run through kind of what changed, if you don't mind me, if you don't mind me asking, and like how that would impact anyone looking to, you know, build a home here in Costa Rica? Okay, great. Thanks. Well, uh, as you know, in Costa Rica, water uh, is from the Costa Ricans. It's from the is being managed by the government. So 
uh, you, we used to think that artisanal world, wells that were dug in the property just for one house or one small property, they had to go through uh, a bureaucratic process of getting uh, in, get them inscribed into the water department of MINAI, of the environmental department in Costa Rica. But it has changed uh, recently because it used to be like a bureaucratic process uh, for the development of the houses and projects in Costa Rica. It used to take about sometimes between three months or one year even. So it was a very long process uh, which delayed all the investments in the, in the area. Mm -hmm. Now they have said that they do not want to, um, you know, uh, su subscribe the, your artisanal will for your property. So you can ask directly to the water uh, for the municipality for the construction permits of your property. Or you can ask for the water department, uh, the IEA or the ASADAS for your water letter so you can start building. Because you cannot start building a house without the without water. Mm -hmm. In Costa Rica, that's, that's for sure. Um, yeah. So Jorge, let me make sure that I understand that correctly. Because again, beforehand, you know, I mean, the local municipalities required you to have a water availability letter or a concession, you know, on a water source in order to get a building permit. So, and I mean, now that they've changed that for artisanal wells, does that mean that I can now apply to a local municipality without having a concession on an artisanal well? I can just dig one and they will yes. approve the construction permit? Yes, exactly. So who, who, who inspects that artisanal well? Yeah, well, now that's the big, the big problem because we were talking about uh, like the strategic analysis here because everything has its, its strengths uh, or its opportunities, but also its uh, weakness and its, its threats. So for, let's say, for simplifying construction permits, it's very good. It's very fast, supposedly. But now that, uh, let's, let's imagine that you want to build a house in Costa Rica, somewhere where there is no aqueduct from the big cities, yep. okay, you are in, in yep. a town, maybe not in a town because there is an aqueduct for the small municipalities, but you're in the outskirts of the town. Maybe there's a smaller little town that has an aqueduct that it's called Asada. That's the neighbors or the rural aqueducts. But you, the, the pipelines didn't uh, get to your property. So you have no one to give you uh, potable water. How can you build a house without potable water? There's what it comes the artisanal wall. If you have a shallow aquifer that you can have access straight with, you know, crafted uh, uh, well with hands and um, shovels, then you can build your own well. And then with uh, uh, with the water quality analysis and the location of that well, you go to the municipality and they will give you the permit. Okay. So. That's so what I could, it. Mm -hmm. So if I have a property that is not connected to, you know, an Asada, a private, like a local water association, or you know, I don't have access to get a concession on a river, but I mean, really, the easiest one is probably going to be an artisanal well if I just want to build a home. So now I can dig it without permits. I can then basically then get the water tested and get that that studied back, and then with that, then I can apply for construction permits in the local municipality. Is that correct? Exactly correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. But uh, 
we, we have to make very clear that artisanal wells are only dug by hand eh? with hand the shovel, dug, yeah. maximum of maximum of 20 meters and only okay. the shallow aquifers. If we use a machinery and drilling a deeper well, then we have to ask for a concession. We need a permission from the government okay. to drill the underground the groundwater aquifers. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, for an artisanal well, I mean, what can I build and what can I not build with an artisanal well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very important because it is only for one house and in one small property of 5,000 square meters or half of a hectare that you can, you know, have your, your own garden and your little call or something like that. So that you can survive. That's what the law says, the, the water okay. law from about 100 years ago in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I couldn't so, build a hotel and use an artisanal well. No, definitely not. Because uh, artisanal wells are only meant for a small amount of water, you know, it's one house, two houses maximum. Uh, well, depending on the aquifer you're you're you are on, but usually uh, then you will need a proper well to have a um, you know a security for the long term that you will have water to, for the hotel or for a condominium or for something bigger than, than just one okay. small house or a single house, single family. So, so there we're talking perforated wells, right? Drilled perforated wells. Yes, exactly. Okay, and I, mm -hmm. I need to apply for the permit to Minite in order to do that, to get the permit to drill, then I need to drill, I need to test the water flow towards the water quality and then go back and then wait for that to be approved. Is that correct? Yeah, for the for the deeper aquifers, um, yep. when you're drilling, it takes about one year or, or two years even to get the water concession from the well. Wow. So it's a good idea to start as soon as you as you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've structured some deals before again that where the client actually doesn't buy the land until we've had the well. Like they invest the twenty twenty five thousand dollars in actually drilling the well. And then based mm. on that, they decide whether they buy or not. They just need to know is that like, again, they're investing that money. They could lose that, but it's better than buying, you know, a million dollars worth of cattle, you know, ocean view cattle land. I think the cows would be happy, but I'm not too sure that the owners would be that they have a million dollars in land that they can't use. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, um, I've been called many times for, for uh, to look at the million house uh, houses, a million dollar houses in Wanakaste and in the South. Yep. And they only had an artisanal well, and not the water was not good. So you got you better check your wells before you buy exactly because then it will. I mean, this is gonna this is gonna change the future of Costa Rica because we are usually to very square. You need the water yep. later. You need to go from the bureaucratic institutions. But now it seems like it's being a little more freely. Mm -hmm. And then maybe we're gonna start talking about in the future about uh, harvesting rainwater or how to inject rainwater down into the aquifers or many other um, alternatives to get water into your property, especially in a tropical country like us. I mean, yeah. it, it's, we need to use it to manage the water. Yeah, we have to use yeah. it. And um, wells and artisanal wells are a very good solution for the, for the climate change. But wow. here comes the, the other part, the scientific community in Costa Rica. It's been a little worry because we used to to go to the water department and ask for the all the geodatabase of the artisanal wells and and drill wells and springs and rivers and with those with those uh, the, these inputs we make the hydrogeological studies to comprehend yep. the connection between surf water surface water and groundwater. Uh, so now the database is going to be 
you know, from from up from now is going to be a holder. We won't have oh. that information. Mm. Yeah, I mean that that's yeah. going to be tough. And also is, I mean, you know, in areas, and I'll take Santa Teresa just as an area where you know people were building, you know, without permits. There, I know that that like again, if everyone's going to be digging digging artisanal wells now, they're going to dry up if everybody's dig, digging wells. So no one's going to have water. So that's going to be a huge problem that could be. Yeah, and there are many problems related to it. For example, in the coastline. Uh, we have the interaction between the salt ocean water and the sweet water from the aquifers. And if you start drilling wells in the coastline and having the water out, so you're going to depressurize the aquifer yep. and then the salt water will get into the coast. And then finally, you have a house, you have a well, but you won't, have, you won't be able to, to use the water because it's going to be salt yeah. water, not even for, for your plants or anything because they will die. So yeah. that's the problem on the other side of the, of the situation that scientifically um, we need to uh, have control in certain areas like coastlines, for example. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in your opinion, this change, this decree that just went through, you don't think that that was the smartest thing to do? Uh, yeah, as I told you, we have to analyze it from, from different point of views because for a development point of view, uh, it's great. <laughs> but let's say for an ecologist or uh, aquifer management, management is not really the great idea. Yeah. Also, now you have a big problem because now you have to go to a municipality and municipalities do not have the technical, you know, professionals on water resources management. Also, there's like 82, 84, I don't know, we've been... <laughs> you know, piling up new municipalities almost every year. So every municipality will tell you something different. Some, yeah. some of them, I talked to them for this podcast, I interviewed them and they say, no, no, just bring me the water quality analysis and the, a little map saying that is no protection zones or something. And that's it. Other ones say, oh no, we are going to apply for the judge of water, which is the one person that is appointed by the municipality uh, to represent, let's say, the water department. So oh, wow. there are now many, many, you know, ideas coming through. So um, sometimes it could, could be a little more complicated than it used to be before. Because before we knew the water department is the, the most important and the last legal word of, about water resources management in Costa Rica. So yeah. we had already a letter from them saying that we have an additional well and everything certified. So there was no problem. But now, yeah. now, depending on the municipality, can can get a little messy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing that every single municipality may handle this differently. You know, I mean, that's not, you know, I mean, I think you, you know, you need to speak to, I suppose, the engineer at the local municipality to figure out how they're going to manage this even before buying a piece of land sometimes if you need an artisanal well. So, I mean, what advice would you give to anyone here uh, about buying land without legal water? I mean, what advice would you give them? Well, well, definitely uh, when during the due diligence, then you have to make a, a water resources analysis of your property. Do I have water in my property? Yes, maybe you do. You do not, you do not see it on the surface because it's underground. Maybe you have yep. an aquifer and then you can buy this beautiful property and simply, uh, you know, drill an artisanal well, well 10 yep. meters, five meters, and then you have your water for sure. But how would you find that out for how would you find that out? How would you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. We can make those studies. Those are uh, usual hydrogeological studies that we do. 
we we that's why where we need the inputs from the geo database from the government about the wells about the springs and then we yep. measure and analyze the surroundings of the property go with gps you know take the drone make analysis of the topography and everything and then we uh, study if there is an aquifer is the aquifer good enough is the water quality good and then you can, you know you know before you buy the property if you have um, a good aquifer down there to drill or if you yeah. have water, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, what are the areas of Costa Rica, just changing kind of gears, that you think are very hot for investment where you think people should consider investing? What do you think those areas, where do you think those areas are? Yeah, okay. Um, definitely South Pacific. Uh, it's a little different than usual investment in Costa Rica from the Guanacaste area or Limon area that is uh, very touristic, very beachy. But uh, South Pacific is, you have you got it all, mountains, beach, uh, culture, um, even Panama, you can go to Panama a lot, it's very fast. Or yeah, go to the city very in very short time. I mean, South Pacific is very good. You have um, San Isidro, Perez now it's a growing city there. It's very good. Yeah, I definitely would say there. And of course, in the surroundings from uh, the west of San Jose, let's say San Ramon, Grecia, those are good places also. Fantastic. Well, my last question for you, Jorge, is this has been very informative. If you had, if you inherited $500,000 and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you invest it in, Jorge, and why? Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I think uh, I will invest more in more drilling uh, machinery so that we okay. can <laughs> deliver that due diligence for the for the people that want to buy in Costa Rica and that we can have geophysical equipment and make, you know, like uh, uh, x-rays of their, your underground on your property and things like that so that we can help. And definitely we'll buy near Ojochal, Ubita, uh, one lot or two to have them, you know, grow their senior future. And yeah, I would love that. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, Jorge, this has been great. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, I think anybody wants to get in contact with Jorge, you know, he is a water specialist, guys. Uh, I'll put all of his contact details in the description. Uh, and Jorge, thank you very much for clarifying that change that we uh, recently saw in artisanal wells. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks to you for having me in your podcast. That's very, very good. No worries. Have a great day, Jorge. Okay, thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that podcast there with Jorge Suarez, uh, a hydrologist. So that was really, you know, a great podcast here because there has been a bit of a change here to artisanal wells that we now know they don't need to go through the, you know, the hurdles and bureaucracy of requesting them from Manai, which is the local environmental company here. Uh, you can just literally dig your well, get a, get a water study done on the water in there. Um, and if it's good, then go to the local municipality uh, and apply for your permits. Of course, as you can see there, every municipality has a different way of dealing with it. So sometimes it's better that whoever you have dealing with it really understands in the local municipality of how they're going to manage that and the impact and time. Because this is a new decree, guys. So it's going to be a bit of a mess. Well, not a bit of a mess. It's going to be a mess, guys, for anybody that knows Costa Rica. So um but yeah if you've liked this podcast guys um please feel free to give us five stars give us a review we very much appreciate uh, all the feedback here so uh and if you want to get in contact with us you can info at investingcostarica.com that's info at investingcostarica.com until the ne next podcast guys um behave yourselves the number one costa rica real estate and investment podcast bringing you experts from all over costa rica 